Hey guys, welcome back to Encouraging Teens in the Music Scene. My name is Joy. And my name is Bea. And today we are joined by two beautiful and super talented girls, Camille and Laurel. So, to start this episode out, we are going to get a little background information from the two of you guys, like how you got into the industry, what instruments you play, and stuff like that. So, Laurel, do you want to start? Uh, sure. I play tenor saxophone and alto saxophone, which are basically the same thing. And um, I got into the music industry, I guess, in sixth grade when my band director forced me to play saxophone. He was like, you have to play saxophone if you want to be in jazz band. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so that's how I started playing saxophone. I started on clarinet. But um, yeah, since then I've just been like playing in the school jazz band and like playing in a bunch of like smaller groups around like the Bay Area and kicking and whatever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Camille? Um, I started similarly in fourth grade in Oakland's music and schools program. I started playing alto saxophone and I worked really hard and I was good at it. So I got scouted by Oakland School for the Arts. And when I started going there, I got private lessons and they gave me a tenor saxophone. So that's how I started playing it. I play tenor now. And yeah, like I've always loved music. And since then it just took off for me. Like I started gigging and like met so many cool people. And then for high school in 10th grade, I came to Berkeley High and that's where I met Laurel and so many other people. And yeah, I've just been playing ever since with groups, with my school, with SF Jazz, you know. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, the topic for this episode is about injuries and dealing with injuries in the music scene. So maybe to uh, get us started, you guys could both talk a little bit about your experience. Okay. Well, I, it's easy to feel like you're invincible from injuries, you know, like when you're playing a lot and just, you think that nothing can go wrong, but both Laurel and I got injured in the past couple of years. Um, I basically, okay, well, here's the tea guys. Here's the tea. I was at Oakland school for the arts for four years and that school was structured. So like, the curriculum was easy and it was geared towards kids who were spending like three, four, five hours on their craft, their art. Um, and so when I came to Berkeley High, it wasn't like that at all. Like I had to grind in order to find time to practice. And I didn't know any better. So that meant getting up really early in the morning at the crack of dawn, going to school, practicing, practicing at lunch, you know, like... I was cutting out a lot of really essential things for myself. Like I wasn't eating enough. I wasn't sleeping enough and just practicing like five or six hours every single day. And that caused my body to like freak out and I got injured. And that was the first mistake I made. The second mistake I made was just to keep going. I was like, heck no, like I'm not going to stop playing. I'm getting so good. So I kept playing and it got worse and I had to end up taking so much time off. And I'm happy to say that I'm officially injury free after like a year of battling this. And, but apparently some people didn't learn from it because the same thing happened to Laurel this <laughs> year. <laughs> okay, uh, so what happened for me is that, uh, like I guess kind of similar to Camille, like this year, um, I got injured. I'm still injured right now. I'm still working through it. I haven't really played in a month. Um, 
and uh, I got injured over winter break. So it's been like seven months now or something like that. And I was just like practicing way more than I usually do over winter break because I mean, there's more time, right? So I was practicing like four hours a day and like maybe two of those hours was like technique stuff. And I don't, yeah, <laughs> fuck. I mean, not that word. Anyway, <laughs> but oh anyway, um, moving on. Um, so I was practicing a bunch of like technique stuff that I didn't usually practice. And like what I was doing wrong was that my posture was terrible because like I'm just one of those people who have terrible posture. And um, and also like I was pressing on the keys really hard, like instead of just like pressing lightly and just like with the right amount of force to like put the saxophone key down, I was like gripping the saxophone really hard. And so just like doing that for like multiple hours a day, I just got super injured from that. And then I kept playing because I didn't think it was a problem. I was like, well, it's like, it doesn't hurt that much, right? And then it just kept getting worse and worse. And I had to like, yeah, I don't know. I've it is playing. so easy to ignore this stuff. Like, yeah. so easy. You can just be like, yeah. I don't think anything's wrong. Maybe I'm just making it up and then keep going. Yeah. You got to be careful with that. But I was like, well, I just, I just want to play. It's like, why not play, you know? So you're talking about how you kept playing and how it is easy to keep playing through it. At what point were you like, I need to stop? Or like, come on, what are you doing? At what point did you stop playing? Uh, I don't know. I kind of just like slowly realized like, oh, what if the same thing that happened to me is the same thing that happened to Camille? <laughs> um, I was like, oh, no. Um, so then I was like, wait, this actually might be a problem. But then I didn't like start going to like physical therapy or something until like four months after I got injured or something like that, like three or four months after. Like, not that bad. It'll probably get better on its own. But like, no, you have to treat it. You can't just leave it alone. Yeah, like she was a lot smarter about it than I was because I knew something was wrong. So I was like, okay, well, like maybe I'll start going to physical therapy. And I remember I I went in there. I thought I was so big and bad. I told my physical therapist, I was like, okay, I'm injured, but I can't take any time off from practicing. So that's that's what we have to work with and she was like okay like I'm I guess but I'd recommend you take like a week off and I was like nope I'm I like wasn't having it and so I think that it's really essential to take time off at the beginning um like even though I realized something was wrong I just I didn't care because I loved playing so much you know and it's hard to find that balance in yourself yeah this is weird but I read this like article about it where there was like some like Ivy League college did a fancy like study about mice and tendonitis. And mice apparently, can get tendonitis? Dude, they like made them get tendonitis. I don't even know. That's anyway, so awful. moving right along, moving right along, just cool. to like find out stuff about it. It's really weird. Anyway, but apparently, if you rest for two weeks right after you get injured, it just goes away and you're fine. So, well, neither of us did well, that. For mice. I don't know about humans, but they said that's like the general. So if you think you have tendonitis, rest the tooth, then you'll probably be fine, I guess. I yeah. And some ways to tell are, like, if your arms feel, like, puffy, if things feel stuck, um, if you feel any sort of fatigue or soreness after playing. I mean, I think that sometimes if you're really working hard, it's okay to feel a little bit of soreness, but um, if you notice like a correlation between you had a really intense practice day or you practice in a weird position like for me the inciting incident was I practiced for four hours in like a car on the way back from like a music Wait, festival was that on the way back from Reno? Oh, yeah because so I 
Yeah, we both yeah, did that, was, but I was playing on the dash. Like, yeah, that, if that was makes weird. sense. I think I was playing your soprano. Yeah, anyway. yeah, you were playing my soprano. Um, yeah, if you like notice anything, or if you even have a question, like you should just chill for a second. Yeah. Because if you like, if you do the wrong thing and you keep playing, like you're gonna be messed up for like possibly a year it's just not worth yeah. it like two weeks is nothing compared to six yeah. months and like sometimes it can be good to take a break from playing anyway and just like think about other stuff like learn about yourself and stop thinking about scales all the time you know i don't know some people do that oh also the other thing i was gonna say is that you may think the like where it hurts is like in your hands but it's actually in your forearms like I, well obviously the people listening can't see this but like i have tape all over my forearms like kinesiology tape um which is supposed to help it does but um yeah it's in your forearms it's not just your hands for me i would actually suggest like learning about anatomy um sophomore year i took an anatomy class and i loved it and that was also like my injury starting so that was super helpful for me just to know like what's up um there are books there are charts that you can look at like tons of resources available just to like i feel like everyone should know about their body anyways but especially for this issue can you talk a little bit on like what physical therapy entailed or like going into physical therapy? Cause I know for a few musicians that I've talked to, it's kind of like in a way they look at it as like admitting defeat or something like that, which isn't mm-hmm. a smart way to think about it, but yeah, you're admitting defeat if you don't go, cause you're going to like get way more hurt. Yeah. Then you're in denial. Yeah. That's so, such a trip. Um, Laurel, you could take this one. Um, well I, oh my God, I've been to so many like, weird hand appointments in the past couple of months it's ridiculous but i've been to like a chiropractor physical therapy uh i forget the other ones but i'm sure acupuncture. Ones. oh yeah acupuncture and then yeah and they do like okay so in physical therapy they have like a lot of different methods of treatment they have like this weird thing where they put like they basically run an electrical current through your arm so and also the main thing about physical therapy is that like each treatment like some people really respond well to some treatments and some people don't respond to them at all. And you may even respond badly, but probably not. I don't know. But just like some things work for some people and other things work for other people, just like always. So um, they have like the electrical current running through your arm. They have um, the ultrasound thing. Um, they have a lot of massage is usually good and like deep massage, like light massage is not going to do anything um it has to be and it's gonna hurt like massage always hurts but like it's the only thing that's gonna help you basically (laughs) so and then at the chiropractor it was basically just a lot of deep massage and then yeah that's basically it and then acupuncture is just they stick needles in you and if they stick needles in your legs that's actually good because apparently that's connected so legs are connected to your arms yeah yeah those acupressure points it's interesting and like the way the reason why acupuncture is helpful is because if you get an injury like tendonitis or carpal tunnel those are really deep in your arm like so those tendons aren't getting circulation that they need and so acupuncture is a way to increase blood flow and circulation and like really get in there because like for me i already have bad circulation to begin with i actually have this thing called raynaud's disease which Ray nods. I don't really know how to pronounce it. Like at some points, my hands will turn like blue. And so I know it's like really scary. But because of that, like, it's really vital that I get the circulation down there because it's definitely not going to do it on its own. 
Yeah. It's like exercising is like really important. Go on mm-hmm. runs if you can. Dude, I was re- literally running and then I got shin splints, which is like kind of like leg tendonitis in a oh. way. So it's like, wow. Whatever. <laughs> I thought I was having a bad time. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't even exercise to like feel myself. Whatever. It's okay. Stretching is important. Yes. But you can't overstretch because that'll just you have to stretch like lighter than you think you should be stretching. I think like everyone's different, you know, like. I think another thing that makes a big difference is what you're eating or what you're not eating. Like, first of all, you have to eat like it's that it shouldn't be having to say that, but like, it's really important to fuel your body with food Um, and like not eating a ton of carbs or sugar or drinking alcohol. Like, I feel like alcohol is the biggest implement out of all of those, you know, like if you just like, I mean, I'm not saying I do that, but like, I don't know. If you, like, have one drink, then the next day, it could be totally jacked up. Yeah. Well, I think, Laurel, you said you haven't started playing yet or haven't gotten back to playing yet. Uh, For the last couple of months, it's mostly been, like, maybe for, like, the past four months, it's been, like, oh, I'll play maybe, like, five minutes once every two weeks, something like that. But then I started, like, nannying this three-year-old, and I have to, like, pick a bunch of stuff up, so that's kind of inflaming it. So I don't want to, like, inflame it more by playing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have to like pay attention to like what stuff makes it hurt, and then just like, not do that. <laughs> um, well, can you talk on a little bit of how you decided, like, when it was time for you to start playing again, or how you decided how much you should be playing once you did start playing again? Uh, you definitely have to take it slow at first. Like, if you're injured and you're going back to playing, you can't just be like oh, well, I haven't played for two weeks, so now I'm just going to play for, like, five hours. Love to do, but you have to start with, like, five minutes and then go up, like, like every week. I think, Camille, you did this, right? Like, go up five minutes a week, mm-hmm. so it's, like, five minutes, one week, and then the next week. Yeah, it was – at first I wanted to do five minutes every day, but that was way too fast. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, just take it really slow. And you might have to take breaks. Like, you have to be watching what you do so carefully. Mm -hmm. And along the way, you know, you kind of develop other ways to practice your instrument without having to play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, like, you have to stay relaxed. That was my main problem is that, like, I was all tensed up. And posture, oh, my gosh, you have to have good posture. Sounds, it's so annoying. I hate having good posture. But <laughs> yeah, I would um, I would say on focusing more on other things you can do besides physically practicing, listening to music, just listening and fully like listening to different parts of music or what's going on. That's another form of practicing that would that is also like that can be helpful. Because I'm also injured, but it wasn't I wasn't injured due to music like it happened before, but it affected my playing. Because it was in my hands and my feet. And it still affects my playing. But at first, um, the first couple of months, I was like, no, I want to keep playing. So I was like, no, I don't want to stop playing. I'm going to keep drumming. I had like a boot. And I was like, still trying to make it work. That's then, crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But then you end up like burning yourself out and hitting a wall, which also isn't good at all. Um, so I had to stop playing. And what helped a lot in that time was just listening and also like taking frequent breaks because I know once I start playing I can just like play forever and go off but you have to stop yourself and pace yourself 
especially when you start feeling pain or more pain than usual. Right, that's so important. So what would, what are some things you guys did um, instead of physically, physically playing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, something that I did, like you said, is just listening. And sometimes when I was like really in my feelings and really missing playing, I would visualize myself playing and think about what I'd play. And I know Laurel did this a bit more than me, but like sometimes just singing and like singing oh. what you would play. That's so helpful. I do that all the time and it annoys everybody. <laughs> so uh, something else you could do is like transcribe without like playing. Just like it like to work on your ear kind of. I don't know. I do that sometimes. Yeah. And then also I've just been like learning more about music history. Right. That's so important. Like yeah, you, can't you can't play this without music that. without knowing yeah. what's what happened. So there's a lot of music history books from all types of genres. So many books. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And like documentaries and like, like yeah, documentaries yeah, yeah. and just like those videos on YouTube, like bootlegs. Yeah. I've, I've learned so much from YouTube yeah. bootlegs. I'm going to be real. Me like, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll just like talk about treatments, I guess. Okay. Um, so yeah, like hot and cold are always like a really good thing to do. You can like, and people respond differently to them. Like I respond really well to cold. So like my hands stop being all inflamed and stuff. Like heat basically relaxes the muscle and cold makes it less inflamed, but also tightens it. So you have to just like work with that and like see where you want to go with that. Uh, yeah. And then CBD cream is amazing. Oh, oh my, goodness. my God. Oh my gosh. You cannot get like weak strength though. You have to get it like really strong because otherwise it doesn't work. Yeah. Or um, menthol arnica is really helpful because for a while I was using arnica, but the menthol really like gives it this tingly sensation and really helps it like absorb in. So I like to use a mixture of that and Papa and Barkley CBD cream. It's like so helpful. Ooh, yeah. I use menthol. I tried, but it didn't really help me. So yeah, like everybody responds right. differently. Like it's, I cannot stress this enough. Like everyone is so different. What works for me might not work for Laurel. What works for Laurel might not work for Bea. Like it's just, yeah. you have to find out what works for you. And luckily there are like a lot of options. Yeah. 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 And sometimes it'll take a while too. Because mm -hmm. it's still like they still haven't pinpointed what exactly the issue is with the pain mm -hmm. since it's been a couple of years. So you might, it, it might not even take a couple of years. It might take a couple of months because everyone is different or weeks. So just finding what works for you and what helps you and, um, and what your method, what works for you best is like super important and listening to your body and what's up with it. Yes. Like, I feel like, in this culture, we're kind of taught to like not listen to our body and just like keep pushing through and ignore what's going on and like grind, grind, grind. And that can actually be counterproductive. You know, like you have to check in with yourself. Not only will it keep you from getting injured, I think it'll make you a better musician. Yeah. Because it also takes discipline to tell yourself to stop. Right. Things wrong. And that's like, that's a huge thing too. And it's always good to, yeah, just, like, take a moment and, like, be like, wait, there's, like, other stuff besides music. Whoa, I didn't know that, you know? <laughs> Definitely. Like, if you were talking to a musician who's just starting out, like, they don't really 
they haven't really been put in that position where they do like grind for long enough to get hurt. What's the advice you would tell them from like the get go, just so that they don't get to that point? Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. It's so terrible. What do you have to do? Man, I mean, if they're just starting out, I would just say like try to have fun with it, be relaxed, um, make sure you like you're having fun, but you have proper technique if possible. Like I was, I taught myself how to play at first, and the way I did that was by looking at videos of John Coltrane, who's my favorite saxophone player. And he was like a big guy and I was like an um, 11-year-old girl. So like I had all these bad habits from that. Like, I don't know, just trying to figure out what works for you and what's correct. Um, well, one piece of advice I have for string players is if something's really hard for you to play and it's like hurting you, there's probably another way to play it that you haven't thought of. So, so true fingerings and that might like fix all of your problems don't just keep pushing yourself maybe you guys could talk on like a little bit more about discipline and the uh the discipline needed to stop yourself when it comes to that time just like if you could go back and talk to past yourself or somebody who's coming up on that moment what advice would you have for them about the discipline it takes Man, I thought about this one so much. I'd probably like yell at myself. Like, it's so easy to think that because you're playing a lot, you're disciplined. You're like, I'm so disciplined. I'm practicing for this colossal amount of time. But really, like, you need so much more discipline to know when enough is enough, you know? And honestly, the advice that I just give to myself is it's it's going to end up being more time in the long run if you don't take a break now, you know? And if you have to cut off your practice early exactly. one day, like it feels like you could have been doing more, but really it'll be saving you in the future. Um, yep. <laughs> I second that. Yep. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, is that, uh, like, you don't really hear about injuries being like a big part of music, but like, so many people I know and Camille knows and probably Ben, you join like everybody knows somebody who's been injured like I can probably count like eight people I know who've been injured man like, it's so easy to get injured for me and also I, I feel like women are disproportionately injured because if like I said like all role models and the people that have stere stereotypically been like playing music like it's it's men like we're not the same we don't have the same bodies we don't play the instruments like technically the same. So I feel like it's really important to one, have more inclusion and have more role models that look like us and are built like us. And two, just like be be freaking careful, you know? Yeah. Wait, Camille, didn't you like try to, weren't you like holding up your saxophone? Yeah, no, because Trey- Yeah, tell about that. I wish I had my saxophone with me right now. He plays like this, like a zombie with his arms out like that. And I don't, for a while, like I've been working out, finally I could lift weights and stuff, but for a while my bicep looked like this. My forearm was this big and swole from playing, and then my bicep was like this tiny little thing. Like, I didn't have the strength for that. <laughs> I know, that like must have looked really weird now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> but yeah, going back to, we don't have a lot of people to actually look up to, because it's mainly males that you see in the category. It's like all these great players that we look up to. 
and yeah they don't we don't have the same bodies as them so we do need more representation right and we need to be the ones to change that like we're the future it's really true mm -hmm. and it's a thing we need to talk about a lot more because at, at the same time you don't hear a lot about injuries being a musician and i feel like that's a thing a lot of people go through because it's you're practicing a lot and you're using the same muscles a lot in whatever instrument you're doing even vocalists too like they need to take care of, of this right here right. Bodies, yeah. all of that stuff like um that's definitely a conversation that we need to have more as musicians joy sorry question i was going to ask earlier you guys both touched on how like when you couldn't play you had to turn to some other things to keep you occupied could you talk a little bit about what else you did? Because there are other things besides music, even though music. Right. What else did you guys do? So before I started playing music, I kind of just thought of myself as a creative. Like I love to sing. I love to dance. I love to make art. I love to write. And I was really good at all those things. And they all kind of faded from my life when I started playing music. Like I think the turning point for me was that OSA when I could only be pursuing my discipline like I didn't get to have an art class or like anything else special I was just doing music 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 and when I finally had some more time I got back to my art I got back to my writing I focused really hard on school which I guess I had been neglecting a bit because I was practicing so much um yeah <laughs> man like I remember I had like a C in one class and then it went to like an A plus. Like thinking about who you are as a person, not just a musician and thinking about the things that you like to do. Like maybe you're so inclined towards music because you like being creative or maybe you like, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like all the things that popped into my head were just like various forms of being creative, but just like something else that can kind of hold that space that music has in your heart. Yeah. Also, like, exercising is really good. Because mm -hmm. It also helps you get better, and it's just something to be, like, involved with, you know? Also, like, something sleeping, to, like, you know, Oh, yeah. Like, take care I don't of yourself. Drink. Yeah, like, you need to sleep to, like, heal, you know? Man. Yeah, that's important. Because we do lose a lot of sleep either staying up and practicing or listening to stuff or catching up on Oh. <laughs> or just like lying there thinking about stuff Man. yeah exactly sometimes i just try to go to sleep and i'm like hmm, i wonder what i'll wear in 30 years when i'm receiving an award like it's so bad yes so i did have a question about practice routine that you guys would have um since we were working on discipline making sure we keep great do you have like a certain practice structure to that maybe or like you'll play and then you'll take a 10 minute break for every 15 or 20 minutes you play or or do you just go based on how you feel at this point i mostly go based on how i feel but i think if you're coming out of an injury it's important to be really structured about it and do it in a way that doesn't make you hate music you know um because sometimes like as a creative as a creator I said that kind of weird as a creator um <laughs> you know you're you don't work like that but I think that it's really all about balance like finding the balance of doing something because you love it and doing something in a way that will make you really good at it 
Yeah. Laurel? Uh, for me, I haven't been playing that much recently, so it's just like break every five minutes. But then I usually only play for five minutes, so it's just like, well. Um, but once I get back to playing, I'll probably do like five minutes and like take like maybe five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, and then like maybe do that like once a week and then do it up to twice a week and then three times a week. And then maybe yeah. 10 minutes, you know, just like increasing it little by little. 10 minutes. I'm so excited. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Cause at the same time, it, it is hard going through the pain, but also not being able to play. It's like, it's what we love to do. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like if a basketball or football player is injured, you can't play and playing is what you love to do. So also making sure you're OK and you're doing OK or um, or just talking to your family about it or anyone is checking in on yourself because it's real. Yeah. not being able to do what you love because of an injury. It's like the physical pain and then the emotional pain, you know. So um, that's also a thing that I think is important, making sure you're OK. And also your friends, if they're also injured, just checking up on them. Yeah, because it's like this, it feels like the greatest loss you can endure. Like, because it's yeah. not like a, it's not like you're losing someone else. It's like you're losing a part of yourself. And yeah. that is just so hard. And I don't know, to anyone listening right now that's going through that, I just like, I'm I'm with you. I've been through it. You will come out on the other side. Just like find a support system and remind yourself that you're going to be okay and remind yourself that it is going to end eventually, you know? Oh, one other thing for me, or wait, wait I just forgot it. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say something. Queen. Um, oh yeah. Something for me that's been happening is like when, like I probably could be playing more than like once a month right now, but um, I got like, scared to play i feel like i've developed like this weird like complex of playing that's like oh it's gonna make me so much worse i'm gonna like go back in like my healing process like three months if i like touch my saxophone which is like not even true but like i don't know i'm just like scared to play saxophone now and it's like, I used to, like yeah saxophone, that actually happened you know? to me as well like i think that i don't i don't know if there's an answer for it like it might just be part of the process but i think it's important to be able to distinguish like where is that fear coming from? Is it coming from a place of like, I'm mad that I can't play and now I just want to be lazy and like eat chips. I'm not speaking for you. Like, I'm like <laughs> no. that happened to me for a second. And I was just like, man, like when I was like almost recovered, I was like, mm, what if I get injured? And then I would like just chill out and like not practice. Cause you know, like it's so disruptive to your routine when you're not able to practice for so long. And like, yeah, it's like, what do you do? You know? Yeah. Well, we wrap it up then. Cause that was sure. great, great advice. So yeah. Uh, I was thinking maybe we could just like do a quick, like run through of the treatment things we discussed. Oh, great idea. So like chiropractor, uh, physical therapy, acupuncture, um, heating and cooling. Um, oh, also, okay, for, like, ice packs, I actually gave myself frostbite by accident from using an ice pack. So now I have, like, these weird scars on my arm. So don't do that. Put a towel or a t-shirt in between the ice You pack. are crazy. I know. It's, it was, it's so weird. Um, but anyway, so don't be like me and don't do that, please. Um, but, like, so, yeah, ice packs, cute packs. Um, uh, do Sleeping not take, and I, eating. Yeah. Oh, that's, those are good 
don't uh, use like numbing spray if you just want to keep practicing like that'll literally just make it worse yeah and do not take ibuprofen because that will like afterward like you'll injure yourself but you won't feel it because the ibuprofen's working and then afterward you'll be like oh shoot like now i'm way more hurt that happened or to me like three times or you could also take too much ibuprofen and then get a stomach ulcer <laughs> yep i almost did that um, I anyway. did do that. <laughs> it was so bad. And then I could I kept like eating hot chips and be like, why does this hurt so oh, much? No. Oh my god. Yeah, I was taking like four, three or four ibuprofen today. Like, Girl, I was taking like ten. Dude. <laughs> Don't look oh. at me like that. It was a bad time of my life. It's okay. It's okay. Also, turmeric pills are good. Oh yeah. Because turmeric is like anti-inflammatory. Um, and check out my blog on my website, camillekirani.com. I have all this info and so much more about being injured and it's really cool you should check it out yeah and learn about anatomy um yeah so we were just going to ask for last piece of advice you're talking to other musicians who might be going through what you guys went through what's your last piece of advice or words of wisdom for them um i would just say be patient be patient i'm gonna say it one more time just so they hear it anyone out here and laurel be patient <laughs> okay uh i mean oh also another thing is uh k tape which is kinesology tape kinesology that's the weirdest whatever anyway um you guys can see it but obviously people listening can't but it's just like this weird stretchy tape you put on your arms and it like lifts up the skin just like check that out and like look up the right way to put it that's been helping me a lot um and yeah don't like keep going like it's so much worse to get injured than to like not play for a day or two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. This was a great interview. Very informative. Um, yeah. If, to everybody listening, I hope you enjoyed. Please follow us on Instagram at ETMS podcast and subscribe and like the video if you're watching on YouTube. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye.